Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Uh, hey, if you got a Bible tonight, um, if you got a Bible tonight, hmm, um, go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. If you got a Bible tonight, go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. Uh, Bradley, I'm going to read... Jeremiah 29, verse 4 through 13. Uh, if you got a Bible, go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. Hey, if it's your first time tonight um, or you haven't been in a long time, let me just say welcome uh, in case we've never met. My name is Brandon, and uh, I am one of the youth leaders here at LYC, and we're so glad that you are here tonight. Just so you know, or in case you need to be reminded, uh, we are a community, we are a youth community that uh, we believe a couple of things. Number one, we believe that God that he is the only God, he is the living God, and that he still speaks today. Someone said amen. And so every time we gather, we're not just gathering just to have fun, just to connect, just to eat Taco Bell. Uh, we are gathering for the purpose of saying, Jesus, we want to know you more. Jesus, we, we want to have a, an actual real-life encounter with you. We want you to be present in our life. That's why we sing songs. It's not Christian karaoke. The Bible says as we engage God in worship, as we lift our hands and our hearts and our voices and exalt him, it invites the actual presence of Jesus, that uh, when we open the Bible, God has the ability to speak to us. And every time we gather, our our primary goal is we want for God to be present. Someone said, amen. Amen. And so uh, tonight we're going to open the Bible. And uh, I want to give you a little bit of of a preface for where I want to go tonight. Um, This is actually not the sermon that I was going to preach. Now, this is kind of becoming a common theme. Um, which makes me wonder, Brandon, why do you even spend time preparing sermons? That's a great question uh, because I really do believe that God can speak to you on Tuesday for what he wants to do on the next Tuesday. Um, God can lead you in advance. Um, And I was actually really excited uh, to preach the sermon that I was going to preach tonight uh, because I felt like I was kind of trying to redeem myself. Um, Last week, how many of you by show of hands you were here last week? Okay, most people. Um, I've been called out by a couple people. Uh, I made kind of a ridiculous, bold statement last week um, that I have never been wrong. And I just want to say to you tonight that I stand by that. I've never, no, I'm kidding. Um, But but I made this statement last week in the context of what we were talking about. And um, I shouldn't have said that because it's not actually true. We've all been wrong before. And I was really excited to preach to you tonight, kind of uh, not a defense, but give you some context for uh, really what I was trying to communicate and this trustworthy process that God has given us to make decisions and determinations. And um, God willing, I will preach that sermon next week because I think it's a really, really important sermon. That being said, one of the things that we prayed at, at, the, at the beginning of the year, um, and one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I know Matt and I have been talking, uh, we've talked at some leadership meetings, is that when we gather, more than just getting through the songs and the sermons that we've planned, really when we gather, we, we kind of want to every time just say, God, like, will you speak to us like re- real time? Um, we, we, we're, we're gathering not to just get smarter. We're gathering because we want to hear God's voice. Someone said, amen. And um, I cannot explain to you why 
I prayed and studied and really, really like, I'm, I'm so, I have so, so, so much conviction to preach this sermon tonight. And then I walked in here tonight after, during worship, this last song, and it's like, boom, it hit me in the chest. I, I, I felt, um, and I don't even know how to describe that, but I just, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, hey, there's, there's something that I want to speak real time tonight uh, that, that there's some people in here that they, they need to hear. So I don't, have a t- I don't have a title. I don't have points. I just want to share with you a couple scriptures and uh, do the best I can to maybe share a couple things from these scriptures and uh, really, really just believe together that, God, you're going to speak to us real time tonight. And um, then I'm going to invite the worship team back up and we're going to sing a, a song as we close and uh, respond to the Lord. But go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. Um, and uh, I... I I want to talk for just a moment about what do you do or, or how do you process when currently life is not the way you, you, you want it to be. Now, by show of hands, have you ever, maybe you are there right now or you have been there in times past, uh, how many of you, you've ever been in a season of life where things just weren't going very well? Just like that, like that that's all of us, man. Welcome to life. I was talking to someone this past week and they, they texted me. They're going through a really, really hard season. They said, Brandon, can you explain this to me? Because I did not serve God and be faithful in church and Bible reading to be going through this right here. And I said, you know, it's really tough. But the reality is the Bible says we should not be surprised by difficult times. That we, we should not be shocked. It's actually in 1 Peter, 1 Peter, he goes, why are you so surprised that, that you're facing difficult times? This is the world that we live in. Now, if you've never heard this before, let me just kind of put it out there. Uh, we live in a fallen, broken world where sin has infected and affected us all. Not everything that happens in life is God's will. No, we, we live in a fallen, broken world. And it is only when Jesus returns that all will be redeemed and restored and brought back to the way that it, that it should be. And, and while we do face difficulty and while circumstance situation is not always what we want it to be, what the Bible does tell us is that God is faithful and God is always with us. And, and I want to speak tonight from Jeremiah chapter 29. How many of you, like you are a Bible scholar, uh, you are a church kid, you've been around church for a long time, adult or not adult, um, or I should say adult or student, uh, you could tell me what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. Anna. Yes, Jeremiah, one of the most famous Bible scriptures for good reason. What an amazing verse. I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Not of evil, not of harm, but to give you a future and a, and a hope. Just what happens a lot of times, we don't read that verse in, in the context of the passage. So I want to give you a little context. I want to read you something tonight that I think uh, may help us, may aid us. Uh, if, if we are maybe in a place that is, is, is not, not ideal to, to say the least. Can I pray for us real quick? I know we already prayed, but I want to pray again. And then we're, we're going to read this, uh, this passage starting in verse four. God, tonight we need to hear your word. God, there is power in the word of God. 
not just in the written word of God on these white pages in black ink, but God, there is power in the spoken, the real time word of God as the Holy Spirit speaks to us on the inside. God, one word can forever change our life. Just like one word changed Peter from catching zero fish to catching so many fish that the boat was sinking. One word can make all the difference. And so I pray tonight for every single one of us that God, you would give us eyes and ears and a heart to receive tonight. God, we need, we're desperate for the word of the Lord to be spoken to our hearts tonight. So speak to us. And God, I pray that you would bless the Los Angeles Lakers this year and we'd win another championship in Jesus' name. All God's people said, I got the agreement of the multitude for that prayer right there. All right, Jeremiah 29, here's the context. The children of Israel, these are God's people. They have not been serving or following God. They have been um, worshiping, serving idols. They have been walking in their own way. Jeremiah describes that they've been following the dictates of their own heart. What seems good to me, what seems good to to, to my friends, um, we're going to do that, not what God said. I know God said do this, but we're going to do that. I know God said worship him, but I'm going to put all my attention over here. By the way, did you know that idol worship still happens today? Did you know that? Because like idols just aren't a statue that we bow down to, but an idol is anything that you give your time, your attention, your energy to that's prioritized over God. So, so this is actually somewhat relevant to, to the world we live in today because there are, there are idols today. And what happens is because of, because of they're not following God, they find themselves in Babylonian, Babylonian, Babylonian captivity. They're slaves. And, and, and what's happening is they got a bunch of like pastors, prophets, leaders in the nation of Israel that they're just saying things that sound good. Have you ever said something before because it sounded good, not because it was actually the truth? Yeah. This, like me and Matt were talking about this today and, and I, like, I am a little convicted because I know I do this. Have you ever ended a conversation and the punctuation, the ending part of the conversation was like, we, like bro, let's get together and hang out. And you have no intention of hanging out with that person? Dude, totally loved catching up with you. Bro, let's connect next week. And you're in your mind, you're like, we're never going to have coffee. We're never going to share an ice cream. I just said that because it sounds, the, these prophets, they're saying things that sound good. So like they're saying things like this. The word of God is in two years, God's going to deliver us just like he did back with Moses. I didn't actually say that, but like there's a dramatic scene, just like the Prince of Egypt the music's going to turn on, the water's going to part, and, but that's not what God had said. God actually said, because of your sin and because of you're not following me, uh, you have found yourself in, in Babylonian captivity, and you are going to be here for 70 years. Have, have your parents ever done this before? Have they ever like just made a statement and they've been like, don't even ask? Has this ever happened to you before? Like, you're not going to that party, don't even ask about it. You are grounded. Don't even ask if you can be, be released early. Like, is it, what is it, prison, be released early? <laughs> like, you'll be assigned a parole officer. You will not get early release. Um, God basically goes like, hey, you're going to be in captivity for 70 years. Don't even, don't even worry about asking. I'm just telling you right now, this is, this is where you are. And this is where we pick up in verse 4. And here's what, what the Bible says, verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel to all who are carried away captive 
whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Listen to this verse five. He says, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not be diminished. Seek the peace of that city where I've caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. Listen, for in its peace, you will have peace. Pause right there. Here's the first observation that I would just like, like, like to make. That wherever you are right now, you can still flourish. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the circumstance of the situation is. I don't know what has you, you, you bummed out. Like, is that even a term anywhere, bummed out? Um, I don't know what has you discouraged. I, I don't know why you have fear, why you have anxiety, but can I, can I just be, be, be the voice that says tonight, wherever you are, whatever you're facing, whatever did or did not happen, you can flourish right where you are. This is our, our, our human inclination, is it not? Well, things aren't going well. This didn't happen. This happened. I guess I'm just gonna, I guess I'll just wait this one out. And there's something in us that we, we kind of put life on pause sometimes, don't we? Until things just, just get better. Well, you know, I, I'm just like, I would really lean in and serve God and be all about it. But, you know, just things are tough right now. This is, it's not a good time for me. But what I see in this passage is God comes to them, by the way, as a loving, gracious, heavenly father. Like, like let me just give you a little bit of context real quick, because I don't want you to hear this and, and for you to go, wait a minute. So if I do bad things, if I mess up, then God's going to like punish me? No, hold up. Let's get our theology correct. All of the punishment for your sin and my sin was placed on Jesus. That is not the God we serve. That is not what we, uh, what the, the system that, that we are in. No, we're under a new covenant. Someone say new covenant. We're under a new covenant that all of our sin has been forgiven by God. The, the, the Bible goes, if you will confess your sin, God is faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. The Bible says this, that no longer, uh, 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 Caleb referenced it tonight, Ephesians chapter two, that no, 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 we were not saved by our works. We were saved by the abundance of God's grace. However, sin, someone say sin. Sin, sin it still does at times put us in circumstance and situation that, that we, we'd rather not be in. And it's not a punishment for our sin, but how, how many of you know that we live again in a fallen, broken world that because of sin, things, things do not work the way they should. This is what, that's why Jesus said, hey, when you pray, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because so often what we experience on earth, it's not the will of God in heaven. No, it is, it is because of the fallen, broken world that we live in that we were different sermon, but we were called to, to come into and go, no, 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 God's will come just like it is right here in, in heaven. But, but so often we, we forget that even when circumstance is not what it should be, you can still flourish. 
God is speaking to them and, and God is saying, this is a season that I have. I have you where you are for a purpose, for a reason. This, this is the parameters, but I don't want you guys to just sit around and go, well, we'll just wait for God to free us. He goes, no, you, you're going to be here for a minute. And, and you, I want you to plant gardens. I want you to build houses. I want your sons and daughters to get married and have babies. I want you guys to live life and actually pray for the peace of God to be where you are. Because what does he say? Because in this land's peace, you will have peace. I, I, I don't know how this applies to you or where this applies, but I, I just feel what the Lord would say to us tonight is that wherever you are, you can still flourish. You, you can still have joy wherever you are tonight. You, you can still have a peace beyond understanding no matter what's happening. You, you can still feel the comfort of God that, that causes all anxiety and worry to, to evacuate wherever you are. Circumstance does not dictate. Circumstance does not determine the experience that we have because of God. No, God says wherever you are, you you you, you can still still flourish there. I, I heard a sermon preached re, preach, uh, recently, and it was a really really good sermon. And 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 the sermon was about being more than a conqueror. Anybody can can you give me that scripture reference? Come on, all the Bi- all the Bible scholars, more than a conqueror. Matthew, can you give me that scripture reference? Romans, Romans chapter eight, verse 28, I think um, it might be earlier than that, but it says you're more than a conqueror in Christ. But, but how many of you know that, that the, the more than a conqueror we are, it starts on the inside. Like, why is it that people want to go to Fiji? Why is it people trying to go on a cruise and go to Hawaii? Why is it people want to go to their destination, have a vacation? It's not just for the experience. It's for the peace, they think. The rest, the the replenishment, they think it will bring their soul. But I'm telling you, there is good news that in the person of Jesus, it is possible, no matter what's happening around you, to have peace and comfort and confidence, to to be replenished in your soul because of peace because of God. Verse eight, let's keep reading. It says for, verse eight, it says, for thus says the Lord, I'll wait for the screen to catch up for just a minute. Jeremiah 29, verse eight, it says, for thus says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, uh, nor listen to the, to, to your dreams, which you cause to, to be dreamed. Verse nine, for they prophesy falsely in my name. I've not sent them, says the Lord. Verse 10, listen, for, for thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed, after 70 years are completed. Someone say after. after. After 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will. Someone say will. I'm a big circler in my Bible. I like circling key words. And one of the words I've circled is I will. Notice God doesn't say I might. Notice God doesn't say probably. He says I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. Hold up, let's rewind, verse 10. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. Can I just give you my, my second observation tonight? God is doing something and God will do what he said. 
Now, I, I honestly, because I, because I, I don't fully know well enough to articulate it in a short amount of time. I can't tell you what exactly God was doing in those 70 years, but here's what I know. God was doing something. God doesn't do things at random. God has purpose and plan for everything he does. Do you know that sometimes, this is what the Bible teaches, the book of James, you can go look it up and verify me. James chapter one, the Bible teaches that sometimes God will allow us to linger in circumstance and situation that is not ideal because he's building us, because he's building character, because God's teaching us, because God's training us, because God's allowing us the, the opportunity to grow, not just in skill and competency, but, but in who, who we are on the inside. And, and, and did you know the Bible says that a lot of times you and I look at your neighbor, just push them real quick and say, it's on you, man. Come on, push them, say, it's on you, it's on you. Um, do you know a lot of times that, that it's really not us who are waiting on God, but it's God who's waiting on us? Be, because I'm just telling you, wherever you are right now, Romans 8, 28 says this, that God, he works all things together for the good of those who who love him and are called according to his purpose. God can, wherever you are, you can still flourish there and God wants to work it together for who's good, your good. God's doing, whatever your situation is tonight, I'm just telling you, God's doing something there. And the thing he's doing is less about the outside, it's more about the inside. God's working on your heart. God's building your faith. God, God wants to reveal himself to you in, in, in ways that you have not yet seen him. God wants to speak to you and give you wisdom. Under, God is doing something. And oftentimes the, the delay, I'm not saying all the time because the Bible says this, that our time is not God's timetable. Like how many of you, you're like me and you're impatient. Like if your Wi-Fi is slow, anybody else by show of hands, you want to throw your phone against the wall? Um, if you go to a fast food establishment, fast food, and it takes them 35 minutes to make your quesadilla, do you want to throw your phone against the wall like I do? It's like, this is, this is stop advertising fast food. Advertise cheap quality, slow food. I'm here for the fast food. Like we're impatient, but sometimes the, 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 the reality is that God, we're not waiting on God, God's waiting on you. Because we, we, we have yet to settle in and say, okay, God, okay, all right, all right. I, like, this is not fun. I don't want to be here. This is not like my ideal circumstance. However, um, God, I can still flourish right here. Because, because even in this place, God, you're doing something in me. When's the last time? that you were in a less than perfect circumstance and you stopped and just said, God, will you help me to know what is it that you want to teach me right now? God, in this season, what, what are you trying to change about my character? God, how are you trying to, to mold and shape my life to look like and sound like and be more like, like you? No, we don't do that, do we? God, fix it, change it, do something. And if you don't, I'm becoming an atheist. Doesn't make sense because I'm praying to you. So obviously I believe that you're real, but I won't if you don't. No, we just, we just got to fix it, God, change it.
fix it, change it, fix it. But, but God's doing something. I'm telling you, looking back, some of the greatest seasons of growth have been when circumstance has been adverse because it causes me to go, okay, God, I can't rely on my situation like a crutch anymore. I can't allow temporary joy to, to be what aids me. God, you're all I have. God, if I don't trust you, I, I, I don't know where to turn. God, if you're not the one bringing me comfort, I have. When, when God is your last resort, when God is your only option is often when God will, will speak the loudest when we call out to him and say, God, I need you. God, I, God, what, God whatever you want to do in me, do in me. And here's God's promise. He said, listen, I'm doing something for when these 70 years are complete, I will visit you. In other words, I'm doing something, but just don't, don't worry. I have not forgotten. I've not abandoned you. I will return. Can I just tell you that God, he is faithful to his promises. God will heal you. God will restore you. God will work miracles in your life and in your heart and in your family. God is faithful. But we have to stop and say, God, I, I, you are faithful. And I, and, I, and I know you will do all you promised you would do. But God, I am where I am right now. So God, help me to know how to flourish right here. Help me to know, God, how to, how to plant my life and how to, how to begin to build myself. Help me to know, God, what is it you want to do in me? And, and lastly, let, let's finish verse 29. I'm sorry, verse 11. Because God says, listen, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. The thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Can I just, just encourage someone tonight? that God is thinking about you. Do you know that you are on God's mind? Like, just, just pause for a second. What is the thing you think about the most right now? Just 30 seconds. Just what's, what do I think about the most right now? Could I just be like really honest, like not very pastorly? I've been thinking a lot about the Lakers lately because <laughs> we've gotten some serious like, Possible good trades. Don't shake your head, young man. That is God's team, okay? God's chosen team. Um, but it's like, we, what is it that we think about, about the most? You know, the Bible tells us that what God actually think about, thinks about the most. And I don't know how to do the math on this one, but it's you. And it's me. Individually, simultaneously, Psalms 139, I believe it is, says that if you were to take the sand that's on the earth and count the grains of sand on the earth, they wouldn't even compare to the thoughts that God is thinking about you every single day. In other words, God never stops thinking about you. What's he thinking about? He says, I'm, I'm thinking about you, and, and it's not thoughts of evil. It's thoughts of peace. It's thoughts of how I have a future and a hope, a purpose, and a plan for you. And listen, we'll, we'll conclude with this. And Kimberly, you can come, come back up. Um, verse 12 says this, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Verse 13, listen to this, the last verse we'll read tonight. And you will seek me and find me when, someone say when, when, when you search for me with all of your, all of your heart. 
All right, let's 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 play a little game. I don't have my wallet on me. Um, let's pretend like this green guitar pick is a million dollars. It's Bitcoin, people. <laughs> um, it's a million dollars right here. Isaiah, I always pick on you because I know you are the most willing to just roll with me. Okay, so I'll pick on you, right? If I were to say, Isaiah, I will give you a million dollars. I just made this up. Bitcoin. Isn't that funny? Bitcoin. It's a guitar pick. Get it? Come on. Come on, people. It's, come on. Um, I'll give you a million dollars, bro. If you will do two push-ups. Just question for, for the room. What is this million dollars going in Isaiah's pocket? What is it predicated on? Doing, is, are, we the, are, are, we, are we slow tonight? Doing how many push-ups? Two. Two, okay. So would it make any sense if Isaiah were to just, just chill in that chair, arms crossed, looking at me like I'm out of my mind, and then be like, Brandon is such a liar, man. What, what happened? Like we're at Taco Bell tonight. He's eating his, um, what do you get at Taco Bell? Um, I don't know. What, he's eating something. He's like, yeah, bro. I was really disappointed tonight. Why? Pastor Brandon's a liar. He's full of it, man. He said he was going to give me a million dollars in Bitcoin. I don't have it. I had to use my own real money, not even Bitcoin, like money. I used quarters tonight to buy this uh, cheesy gordita crunch. No, <laughs> um, he didn't even give it to me. A thinking person would go, well, bro, he said if you would do two push-ups, he would give it to you. But how often do, do we have this line of thinking with God? God's far, God's distant. I'm not hearing God speak to me very much lately. I don't even know if he's still... He's still there. He still loves me. And, and we have these distant feelings and thoughts about God. But, but Jeremiah 29, verse 13, throw it back up there, Brad. It says, you, 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 will, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Do you know that God's invitation is still, still real today? that wherever you are, you can flourish, that whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, you, like you can have life there, joy, peace, fulfillment, that, that wherever you are, trust me, God is doing something. He's working it for your good. He's working on you and God is faithful to his promises and the invitation he has given is still good. That if, when we seek him with all of our heart, he will be found. It, it is amazing, people, the amount of really, really dumb stuff that I know. Like, it's just, it's amazing the amount of dumb stuff that you know. Like, how many of you, you, you have a hobby, something you're just really into, okay? Like, you know so much dumb stuff about that hobby, I know so much dumb stuff about golf. It's like stuff that doesn't matter, nobody cares about. 
I send like golf memes to one friend that I have that actually care, like no one cares. But I know so much dumb stuff because, well, because I've, I've, I've just watched a lot of YouTube videos and I've accidentally subscribed to Golf Digest. I've canceled it like five times. It keeps on coming. I don't like, I do not know how to cancel it. Um, like I just, there's, there's a pursuit there. I'm telling you, there is so much more of God to be found. God has so much for, more for your life than you've given him credit for. God desires to speak to you in real, undeniable ways more than you can even, you can even imagine. God wants to show up and do supernatural, miraculous things on the regular. God wants to fill you with his spirit. God wants to change you. God wants to heal you. God, God wants to cause depression and anxiety and fear to leave and never return. But so often, I'm, I just got better things to do, you know? And so there, there's nothing in us, there's no hunger in us that goes, I, I, I wanna seek God with all my heart. I, I, I close with this. So often, here's the question that, that I get. I'm gonna have coffee with someone tomorrow morning from our church and I guarantee you, he gonna ask me this question in one way or another. I just don't really know like how to, like how to, how to seek God, Brandon. And there are tips and tricks of the trade for sure. There's Bible reading plans and there's prayer guides and there's things that like could, could really be helpful. But can I just maybe like propose to you? No one instructed you how to learn stupid stuff about Minecraft. No one taught you how to know way too much about whatever hobby you have. No one gave me a roadmap how to know everything I can possibly know about the Lakers and their history since 1988, the year that I was born. No, it just, I just did it because there's a, so much of pursuing God. Can I just say this? It is, it's organic. So much of pursuing God, it, it's just this hunger you have in your heart. This is, I don't, I, I might not know like all the tips and tricks, but God, I just want to know you. God, I, I want to be more aware of you. God, I want to hear your voice. God, I need you to be real and present in my life. God, I need you because I'm broken and I'm hurting. God, I'm stuck in these cycles. God, I do not know how to get, it, it's a hunger. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be, they'll be filled. So I, I just close, I guess, with, with this thought, encouragement, challenge. I don't know what it is, but when are you gonna start seeking God with all your heart? When, when are you really gonna give Jesus your whole pursuit? When are you gonna start obsessing over him like I did with the Lakers. When, when are you gonna start pursuing him the way that, that your soul, your heart really needs him? Because it's not a recipe, it's not a formula. It starts with your desire. You know, you know it, it, it starts in, in, in moments like these where, I'm gonna have you stand up in a minute and we're, we're just gonna sing a closing song. It starts in moments like these where we start singing songs Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Make us more aware of your... It starts in moments like these where those just go from, 
Spirit, you are welcome here. Comfort this place. Two, to you say, no, these aren't lyrics. This is the cry of my heart. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, God, I, you're welcome in my life. Make me more aware. I'm telling you, I, I sat, any of you, you went to the His Church, our city event? Any, any couple people? Um, there was a pastor, I, I don't remember his name actually. He, he led us in, in, in communion. And um, I didn't hear a word that guy said. I have no idea what he said. And, and I'm sure it was, it was amazing. But you know why I didn't hear it? Because I was sitting there and, and I got that communion cup in my hand. And, and I remembered the scripture where Jesus said, take this in remembrance of me. And I start thinking about my iPhone. Anybody, you have an iPhone? Anybody, you, you have a different phone that's not an iPhone. More power to you. Against the grain. Counterculture. Um, and, and every day on the iPhone, there's featured photos. Is this, is this like on everyone's phone or just my phone? It's like featured photos. And I get lost every day in my featured photos because they're all pictures of my kids. And, and like I get a picture from, you know, six years ago of my firstborn when she's little. And like my mind just goes back to that place. I'm telling you, I sat there on Sunday with this little communion cup with tears streaming down my face, looking at an, at a, at an open sky. And I just start saying, God, I want to get lost in remembering and thinking about what you've done for me. Like I get lost in my featured photos. God, I, I, I want to have an obsession with you like I do with, with these other, and I just, a moment that we were all experiencing, it was personal. It has to be personal. We can't come to church and sing songs because lyrics, we got to come to church and, and engage our heart because personally, God, I'm desperate for you. We're not opening our Bible and taking notes because, the, no, I'm opening my Bible because God, I, I, I want to know more of your word. I, I want to know more of your character. I need you to speak to me. It has to be personal. And here's the promise. If you will but do two push-ups, God will give you a million dollars in Bitcoin. If you will but seek me, search for me, just, get, just, just, just go after me with all your heart. He says, I will be found by you. You will know me. I will show up. I will meet you in that place. I will reveal myself to you in a real way when you search for me with all of your heart. I'm asking you. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.